0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I am Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Sheldon, happy holidays to you. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm
0: good. Uh, it's getting ready. What is it? Shoot, uh, three more days until Christmas, right? <laughs> We're taping
1: this on the 22nd, man.
0: Yeah, three more days until Christmas. Uh, somehow, it doesn't seem like Christmas is next Monday, I think. Uh, but sometimes, yeah. somehow, it doesn't really think, you know, I don't really feel like it's Christmas coming up that soon, you know. But I got my house decorated. I got my trees in and everything. And I have uh, my, my uh, lights outside. So, I gotta start putting that on uh all, all night now. So <laughs> good
1: for you. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. And you got the new you got the new baby in the house now. So you're yeah, uh, yeah. immersing in uh the holiday tradition, right? Start right, off right that way. That's great. <laughs> um yeah, I was in uh I was in New York with Duke this week. Mm-hmm. Um as we tape this, I'm in Birmingham for the football bowl game uh, tomorrow. But uh the holiday, this the city is all
0: I'm, I'm sure you know, it was nice in new, new York City. city.
1: Great place to be at the holidays. Did you go to Rockefeller Center? It was a great night for Duke. What's that? Did you go to Rockefeller to the tree? I walked past it. Yep, I did see past, that. Okay. I went to right. Bryant Park. I've been to I've been to Rockefeller Center before, and it was really crowded. I mean, really crowded. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. kind of one of those, like, okay, I'll take a look at it from far. I've seen it before. But uh, Bryant Park was beautiful. Uh, I was in Midtown, so it's great. And the subject of our podcast, it was a great night, great trip to New York for the Duke yes, it was. Yes, and it it we're going to get deep into that. At, 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 go ahead.
0: No, go go ahead the ad. I'll go ahead and do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get deep into that. Um, uh, t- just a huge win for the team and and a much needed uh for the for the season and what the direction the season is going. Because had they lost it, it could have gone a different way. We'll we mm-hmm. talk about that. But uh, before we go any further, I do want to remind everybody that Bet Online is the sponsor of the Believe in Duke podcast. We appreciate their support all along. The only people that don't get time off this year, this time of year, are pro athletes and Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the the up-to-the-second odds news and info. BetOnline has all sports wagering info available that you need uh, with both your desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, yes, uh, the Blue Devils had a big win in uh, Manhattan at Madison Square Garden over Baylor. Um, I do want to mention everybody, we didn't have a podcast last week because I had the flu, and so I wasn't in good shape. (laughs) I had to take some time off um, to get well, and uh, so that's why we didn't have one. We're back on a regular schedule here going forward. But, Sheldon, what did you think of what you saw from the Blue Devils uh, against Baylor?
0: Yeah, so against Baylor, um, honestly, I may be – I am. I am biased. Uh, New York, <laughs> New York, uh, the Garden, Madison Square Garden, we always consider that like, you know, Cameron Indoor Stadium North, you know. So we always have some of our best uh, games there in that arena, which is a historic arena in itself. But the fact that, you know, we have a great – you know, Duke following in New York City, and every time we go to uh, to, I keep saying uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium North, uh, <laughs> we always have a good game. So it's it's great to play in front of that crowd, in front of that uh, that venue in that venue. I just I like the way that we fought um, against Baylor. We came out pretty pretty decent, you know, with McCain being hot, you know, pretty much uh, showing up most of the game for us, and we really kind of carried him. You know, carrying, you know, he was kind of carrying us a little bit, especially while Flip wasn't getting his stuff going on. But the fact that you had guys step up and, you know, um, Roach wind up, you know, kind of carrying us you know, throughout the uh, the second half, uh, even though Ryan didn't play a lot of minutes. I believe it was like eight minutes. He had some key moments in that eight minutes that stretch when Flip was out of the game with the four fouls. And he had some big stops and big rebounds that you know it helped us out during a stretch where it could have gone either way. And the fact that we we were pretty much kind of letting the guys stay guys as in Baylor kind of stay around when he says Misy, yes, Misy, he's bringing a lot of energy and nobody was putting a, a body on him. And the fact that he's very energetic, very long, very athletic. I saw the, you know, the, the the thing before the game where it was like three years of basketball he played before he kind of came over. But we saw how much energy he would bring to the game. And I was like, well, we got to either match that or we gotta limit his energy because we're not putting a bite on him. We kind of find everywhere and he's having an impact. And we kind of started doing that towards the later end of the game. And I'm not sure if it was one thing or not. But the fact that he was able to kind of be, I wouldn't say canceled, but he was kind of, you know, we kind of made him kind of go away a little bit. And all of a sudden we started seeing Roach kind of good, uh getting off. And it was one play that I really liked. And I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was uh it was a foster who wound up driving to the basket of bleed and he passed up a good shot. And kicked it out to the right ring to, I can't remember if it was McCain or not. And he hit three. And there was a, a good pass. pass he, he, he literally gave up a good shot for a greater shot. And that was like, oh, that is a dupe basketball play right there. And I thought exactly. that was I thought that was great for us.
1: Yes, that I know I know the play. Well, there's two plays. was one with Foster, there's another one uh with Ryan Young, uh, where he got the ball in the middle and it looked like he was gonna go in and dunk it. And there were two Baylor defenders closing on him. One was Misi, And uh, it was during that key 9-0 run late in the second half when Duke took the lead for good. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he got the ball. And, like, he quickly found McCain in the corner. McCain drilled that three. And that, that place went crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, talk yeah. about Cameron North. Um, there were there were a good number of Baylor fans here, I will say. They had, a, they had they had a good representation. But it was still at least 70, 30, you know, Duke fans. And the place was full. It had 19,000 people almost uh sellout. and um uh, I'd I say this it was just funny because St. John's had a home game that night too and they used oh. to play in the garden. Okay. They had okay. to use their on campus arena for their home game so Duke could have the the garden. So okay, okay. How
0: about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 Uh I'm not sure how Mike Craig felt about that one, but uh exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's right, exactly. And Patino. I'm sure they didn't yep. well in Patino either. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, so yeah it was it was a great um Great atmosphere, and uh, that was huge. Uh, it's it's the stuff that that Shire talked about after the Georgia Tech loss when we were we were both in Atlanta together watching that game, and he talked about how Duke was not sharing the ball; the ball was stuck uh, on one side or the other. The, the flow mm-hmm. wasn't there; not enough assists. All right, uh, and and what we're talking about that play right there with Ryan Young is a perfect example of that, where uh the one more pass and of course yeah. you gotta stick the shot i mean it was a but it was a wide open three but mm-hmm. you know sometimes those shots don't fall and um i mean i remember at the time thinking dang ryan should just should have just dunked it like uh but misi yeah, had been misi. blocking shots had yeah, been a problem <laughs> right yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and definitely. so
1: and McCain had been hot so you trust the shooter mm-hmm. that's the kind of play that Duke has to that's the way they have to play if they're gonna be ACC champions go deep into march is that kind of game right there
0: yeah I, I totally agree I mean uh, I would like to see uh, I know they've been concentrating on the assists and everything but I would like to see the assists a little bit more uh, I think I had it on my on my notes where they had um, 15 assists uh, to on Charlotte against the Charlotte game and then they yeah. had 14 assists against uh, Baylor and then I believe it was uh, 22 assists against uh, Hos- Um yes. So I would like the, the assist to be in the 20s at the least. Um, so I I would like to see that more. I know it's more of a uh, concern for John um, to actually have, you know, the team kind of play the Duke team way where we mm-hmm. kind of give up ourselves for the better of the team. And I know when I was there, Coach K, you always called it the hockey assist. So it's not the assist to – The basket, it's assist to the assist, so you're playing for each other, and that's something that he kind of harped on, so I'm sure John is doing the same thing with this team. So i just like to see the assist a little bit more uh, than the 14 that we had against uh, Baylor or the 9 we had against – I'm sorry, or the 15 we had against uh, Charlotte. But the fact that he's harping on that, and we see moments of the Duke basketball way, so it's coming. It just needs to be more consistent in my end uh, for that to
1: happen. For sure. And um, you know, I I, I use a uh, Ken Palm, Ken Palmer's analytics system and synergy also. And uh Duke's um assist to field goals made uh percentage right now for the season is 56.2, which uh the na- the national average is 50.8, so they're a little above that. I know that they need to grow that a little more. I think right now I can I can look at it here, they're 69th in the country in that in that percentage. Um so they're doing well they're doing better and and against Baylor it was 56% was what the the rate was 14 on uh 22 assists i think so 56% um is what that was so they're uh they're pretty close uh, and but but they're growing it like i'm i'm going to look back here real quick if people sorry this is bad radio i apologize for that uh yeah it was yeah it was uh 14 assists on on uh 25 made field goals against uh, Baylor And uh, against Hofstra, you mentioned the 22 assists they had in that one. The percentages were – now, that game, they were 66.7. They were two-thirds. So, that's kind of – that was 22 assists. So, uh, John has said that he wants to get 20 assists a night. So, that's kind of where you need to be. And they want to get back up in that 60 percent – above 60 percent, close to 70 um, percent on assists per field goal. So, um, a field goal is being assisted with passes. And, yeah, so – uh it, something else, they're doing all this without Tyrese Proctor, <laughs> who <laughs> right? Oh, hang on, you're uh you're muted.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Um uh, yeah. which which is a big deal because you no, know, he's a big reason what makes our team go. And the fact that we playing without him, it's kind of a blessing in the disguise because you seeing you know Fawcett being implemented in the third and five. And we already said that or oh, Coach uh, John Shire already said that he could be, you know, starting any other program and him coming off the bench for us is a great, you know, situation for us. And now that he's been implemented in the starting five over the last three games, I believe, um, he's now starting to take steps to become a, who we think we're going to see him be, especially going to stretch. where We're getting ready to come uh, uh, into AC play. I believe it's next, no, I think it's after Queens games, AC play starts up after that. Um that's right. but we're gonna start seeing that. I mean, uh, he had 12 points last night. He played well within his means and he wasn't trying to get too you know crazy. Uh he seemed like he was very collected. And I think that we're gonna start seeing a lot more uh from him, even if he is coming back off the bench when Proctor does come back. Hopefully Proctor comes back for this next game. I'm not sure if you know any news with that, but I would like to see him come back, you know, a game before AC play and then have him throughout AC play.
1: Yeah, uh, John said uh, in New York that that Tyrese was kind of pushing to play against Baylor, but he hadn't practiced yet. He'd not been cleared to, to go through a full practice, so mm-hmm. you can't you can't do that. You can't play when yeah. you're not practicing, right? Uh, so he's he is getting close. Obviously, Tyrese wants to play now, and the medical staff has to be smart and be like, no, this could so sprain ankle. You could tweak it again and be out for another month, right? You know yeah, that okay, yeah, yeah. athletes know about that. So. Um, John said, "There's a he feels optimistic about him playing against Queens. I I kind of think it's going to be more maybe the Syracuse game January second when they get into full ACC play. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tyrese in uniform uh, for the Queens game. Maybe maybe to go through warm ups and kind of kind of ramp it back up a little bit. I don't know if he'll get any playing time that game. It depends I mean, on obviously. Go ahead.
0: Well, I mean, I believe the Queens game is uh, the day before New Year's right. So you got you got about a week, eight days." Before yep. that, so a yep. lot can happen between those eight days. So hopefully yep. he may be playing, but maybe restricted minutes and then right. kind of see how his anchor does, you know, afterwards and see how it kind of comes back. And then we'll see, like I think we said, Syracuse um, for the next game for ACC play. So yep. I don't know, I mean, I would like to have our whole team, you know, full strength going in ACC play because we're going to need everybody. Uh, especially this year, we're going to need everybody uh, for every game in a C play.
1: That's right. And uh, so, yeah, but, you know, I think we talked about this after the injury happened against Georgia Tech, that if there was ever a time for this to happen, this was it, because there was so a sparse schedule in December because of finals and holiday breaks and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he misses Queens, let's say, and comes back for Syracuse, he will have only missed four games in, in four weeks, which is yeah. – you know, if you do that in January or February, you're going to miss nine, ten games probably, yes, 10, yeah, and four, yeah. and that's a bigger impact. So, yeah. um, I, I think it's it's going to work out okay. Obviously, yeah, he's 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 closer to coming back than he is uh, from when he first got hurt. That that's a good sign. He's going to be here for in January for ACC play, and that's that's what they need. But but in the meantime, uh, and I wrote about this uh, uh, in the News Observer. People can look up the story if they choose. Um, you know, Shire has talked a lot about. He thought his backcourt was as good as anybody in the country. He's been very adamant, but he said it numerous times before Tyrese got hurt. And now the other night against Baylor, we saw the guards, the perimeter guys, really take charge. Flip had a good game, too. I mean, obviously, double-double. Later uh, on, though,
0: but later, later
1: on. Later on. Yeah, yeah, and, but he had in foul trouble again a little yeah, bit, and yeah, Brian Young yeah. had to fill in. I'm not yeah. discounting what those guys provided. Right, right, right. But let's face it, Roach, McCain, and Foster carried that team. In that win. And we had not seen that previously, right? We'd seen it against Michigan State. McCain had a good game. Roach had a good game. Uh, we'd seen Foster have a good game. I'm sorry, Foster had a good game against Michigan State. I, I misspoke. But um, against Arkansas and Arizona, those guys kind of didn't play as well uh, in those losses. Tyrese was hurt against Georgia Tech. Um, so this is what John was talking about with this backcourt. This is what this team needs to go deep into Mars. They need these guys on the perimeter to hit open shots, to share the ball, to play defense well. They don't turn the ball over. It's a big thing. Duke's one of the toughest teams in the country as far as not turning the ball over on offense. So um, the fact they're doing all this without Tyrese is what I'm getting to. It really bodes well going forward uh, when Tyrese comes back.
0: Yeah, uh, you you said it right there. I mean, those three guys alone have have a a combination of 51 points. So they scored 51 of 78 points. You know, those, yep. off those three guys right there between McCain, 21 points, Rose, 18 points, and the Foster, 12 points. You know, those guys really, like you said, really did carry us. You know, the fact that we shot 49%, 30, uh, 33 from three, and shot well from the freaking line, 83%. I would like to have our rebounds more. I know Flip was in foul trouble a lot, so that kind of hindered our, our rebound. We got out-rebounded by five, um, 25 to their 30. But the fact that, we are still finding ways to win. That's what I'm more impressed with because not every game is going to be a great blowout game or traditional Duke win type game. And we are finding players to step up when their name is being called. And fortunately, you know, for Foster, it's the second time his name has been called that we need him to actually come out and play. And he has responded well. You know, a lot of times you in a situation like, you know, Man's Square Garden, the bright lights of the garden, you know, big time national TV game, you know, it's where the Knicks play. Everybody knows about the garden in the big city of New York City. And then he's still it's cool, calm, and collected. He's actually able to play the way he needs to play to help our team. And I think that's big for him. And I think it's big for us. And I hope we hopefully he keeps that confidence, whether he's uh come off the bench, whether he's uh staying in the start lineup or how however, however John's gonna do that thing, because he's been showing why he's a guy that can play in anybody's starting five in, in the country, and I, I see why now John said my back court can compete with anybody in the whole country,
1: right? And because he knew that Foster had that kind of talent, he John started talking like this in like late October before he, even games were played. He mentioned something that to me one time about this that uh, the, how, how well he thought they could be, uh, how good, and uh, and boy, Foster has showed it. Not consistently, obviously he's a freshman, so you can you know get it, but right, the trend right. is going in the right direction. And you, you talk about, you know, playing in the in the garden in New York and uh where the Knicks play. Duke was using the Knicks locker room. You know, that was their home locker room for that game. So they were fully immersed in the whole you know, <laughs> this is the big time baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty fun when they go up there every year. Um such a such a great, great thing they do every year before Christmas, and then everybody gets to scatter and go home from there. So um, it's a good time. But yeah, they don't have another game now till uh, till Queens on the 30th so they get mm-hmm. another long break here. Uh, they'll come back after the holidays, resume practice and and we'll see where they go there. But but again, this Baylor game um, I can't stress enough how pivotal it was. And, you know going into it, you know, looking at the whole season here, uh Duke needed another big non-conference win because the win over Michigan State is is big and that will get better as the year goes on. Michigan State's not been great so far, but they just they beat Baylor by third yeah,
0: Pumler, right. Yeah. So
1: yeah. we're seeing they're going to move up when they get in the Big Ten. So that that win's going to age well. Yeah, the loss to Arizona is not not a not a crime by any stretch. They're one of the best teams in the country. No, but you didn't. You, it was a missed opportunity for a big win, and then the Arkansas loss, uh, the Georgia Tech loss is I don't know that that one may sting going deeper because they're they're not a great team, but.
0: But anyway, they're not, but I hope that the committee takes in place that, you know, our starting point guard got hurt, you know, the first 90 seconds of the game. So I'm hoping that that has something. Do we, do we, do we play? Yeah. We played them again uh, in January, right? Yes. Okay. So we had to take care of business uh, against January um, against that team. Cause if we have another hard fight win, then they'd be like, okay, well maybe it wasn't a fluke or something like that. So hopefully, we can take care of business when we play against them in January. And that kind of alleviates any kind of questions about, you know, Duke playing against uh, Georgia Tech early in the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that game is January 13th in Cameron. So that's part of the the home stretch that they have. But uh, you're right. It's a good point. Um, but uh, getting this non-conference win over Baylor, again, it's big. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a quad quad one on the resume going forward. Baylor is going to mm-hmm. continue to be at, at the top, even though they've lost two in a row. They're a good team. They're going to get it back together, and they're going to play well in the Big Twelve. I, I'm confident of that. So, um you know, I was going into this game Wednesday night thinking, if Duke loses, boy, that, that their resume is going to be light because um with just the Michigan State win in non-conference play, that's going to carry the carry the weight. That's not that's not enough. You're going to have to really play well in ACC play. Kind of yeah. want to put more pressure. You want to play well in ACC play. We expect mm-hmm. Duke to, but right. the pressure would have been there. You wouldn't have as much. Margin for error, <laughs> right, right? Right, and right. and now with the Baylor win and the Michigan State win going forward, uh, you know that you know Duke will have chances against North Carolina, Clemson, uh, Virginia, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all the uh, top teams ranked right teams. now. As far, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, but having that Baylor win in the pocket, just it just changes the way you feel about the team, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, uh, you already mentioned the uh, the ranked teams that we're going to be playing against this year. Uh, so, it's not, even though people say how ACC is coming down, we still have a good five teams that are ranked in the ACC. So, if we're able to take care of our business against, you know, majority of these uh, ranked teams, I think we'd be okay going into um, ACC tournament, which we will probably have to get to the championship game and or win the, the tournament for us to stay high in the high-ranked seedings for the March Madness tournament.
1: Yes, because they uh, you you, know, you want to be a top four seed and then you can pick you know you mm-hmm. got a good chance of staying in Charlotte to start out with yep there you um, go. and then uh, I know we're getting way ahead but this is the way it is what we're talking about here in March madness it, it all starts now you got to start building toward it and uh' it's the already, East it's, region it's already madness going on but yeah it, it is it', is, it <laughs> it's, been, it's been a crazy couple of months and some upsets and things but uh you know the, the tournament starts in Charlotte uh, uh the NCAA, the first one of the first weekend sites is in Charlotte. If Duke's high enough in the seating they'll get to they'll get to go there and stay close to home then the second weekend maybe in, in Brooklyn is a site which would be fantastic for Duke uh to be back in New York City we talk about all the fans there and everything I would think that would be their preferred path uh if they could uh so the win over Baylor helps make that a, 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 possibility, a possibility a strong possibility yeah. whereas a yeah. loss would have made that a, a tough road to get there yeah. so yeah um yeah that's good. That's good so far. Duke's eight and three uh, as we sit here and spe- uh, uh, tape this. Um, that's a pretty good non-conference record. And uh, you know, obviously, we expect them to take care of business against Queens. They're they're uh, uh, not not a great uh, Division one team this year, so uh, they should be nine and three. Not to get too far ahead, but projected nine and three going into conference play. I uh, already have that one loss to Georgia Tech, so they're gonna have to make that up. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then get right into it with Syracuse and on January 2nd, no zone, not, not they don't play the zone. It's not a zone team anymore. No Red right? yeah, yeah, right. Autry's in charge now, baby. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: That's crazy. Cause you know, when you always think, I think about Syracuse, always think about that two, three zone. that They always did. And uh, yeah. now it's not there anymore, but I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, I know we playing against Queens uh, coming up next. I'm hoping that we will shake this slow start that we've been having against like, you know, Charlotte or, uh, a hostile type thing so hopefully hopefully we can shake that slow start especially we're at home we're at home we we should yeah. be able to bring our own energy so we're not able to you know start off slow so i'm hoping that we're able to do that coming back from the break get re-energized you know, energized and you know rejuvenated or whatever you want to you know, say and actually yeah. get ready for the second part of the season which is the fun part
1: yeah acc plays the fun part that's right yeah. And, yeah. and yes when the, when the team comes back for this holiday break it's on. Like you start yeah. with with Queens. There's no more, no more long stretches without games, no more, you know, four games a month. We're we're into it now. And then it's Syracuse. Go to Pitt. Uh, go to Notre Dame, go to Pitt. Uh George Tech comes in. You gotta try to make up for that loss. It's here we go, baby. It's time to go. Yeah. Um <laughs> big Monday yep. down in Miami coming up, uh, uh a couple of months here. So it'll be good. All right. Um, uh, thanks everybody for joining us and, and uh bearing with us as we get the Get the podcast back going here. We appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate uh Bet Online sponsoring uh the podcast. Uh Sheldon and I'll be back. Uh we're gonna start getting back on the two times a week schedule here as Duke gets into you know a lot of games here after the after the holidays. Uh we'll start getting coming into you um uh twice a week as we uh as we analyze this team as they get going And what should be a, a tremendous uh rest of the season here. This is this is uh building into because of the Baylor win again is building into could be a really special year for the Duke Blue Devils. So, thanks everybody for joining us, Sheldon. Happy holidays to you and your family.
0: You too. You too. <laughs>
1: yeah, and uh, it's not going to not gonna
0: be, a, not gonna be a white Christmas, but hopefully, it's a good Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we live in the part of the country where we're not going to get that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 as we tape in here, I said I'm in, I'm in Birmingham for the bowl game tomorrow. So uh, Duke's going to have a uh, one more football game before the season ends. So we'll see if the Blue Devils can get a win there and and send off and start the Manny Diaz uh, era uh, in a strong fashion. So, uh, again, happy holidays, everybody, and we'll join you next time. Let's go, Nukes.